Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com, coaching with power, purpose, and practical tools to help you show up with confidence. Hello there, and thank you for joining me for the podcast today. We're going to talk about how to react to an offensive person. Or it could also be called how to react to someone who might be toxic, even. I had a scenario recently where I received a note from someone, might have been an email, might have been just a communication on my cell phone, from someone who wanted to make me understand a scenario from their viewpoint. How many times have we heard someone else's story and initially felt to respond in a way that sets the record straight? When I received this communication, I disagreed with it. I had three options, really. I could ignore it. I could respond with the facts to set the record straight or I could retaliate. But the right answer, I believe, was not to react. The amygdala hijacks our brain into fight, flight, or freeze. In that state, we present ourselves as a flat, one-dimensional being to the other person. Regardless of the approach or what we say or do, we respond to assumptions and judgments we have already made. How does that happen? Well, first of all, we tend to interpret the message. Our brain, with remarkable efficiency, rushes in to close the loops. It creates a story to explain it. So the brain is amazing in the fact that it is super efficient. It loves to solve our problems for us, to make our lives much easier by automating things. And one of the things the brain really doesn't like is when we have a question that remains unanswered. So if we're questioning, why would someone say that to me? Why did someone tell me that thing? Should I tell them the truth? Should I fix it? These are all unanswered questions while they're still out there in the air. And to the brain, that's an open loop. It really, really wants to close that loop. So our brain helps us to kind of close it with a story. We might assume something. We might decide something. But whatever it is, it's our brain's way of helping us to close that loop and preserve our energy. Now, I don't want to think that way. I want to be intentional about it, and I want to make sure that I'm understanding the other person's true intentions and I'm communicating well with them. When this happens with the brain, it prompts us to collect evidence that validates our story. It creates a sort of a sense of certainty about what's going on, and it leads us to share our story and the facts with other people. And then those other people are going to back us up and further validate the conclusions we've made. So pretty soon, the brain is absolutely convinced that the story it has created for us is correct. So if you're familiar with this scenario, I'm sure that, like me, many times you've had the experience of wondering what options there could possibly be when it seems like the truth is so obvious. Well, one of the things that I would like to suggest here is that in slowing down and operating from our higher brain, and noting what our thoughts are, our story about the situation and the emotions we're feeling, and really digging deep to reflect and sort it out, maybe even write it down on paper or type it, this is going to determine what we really see and feel and why. It's going to help us to sort facts from fiction. So the first step would be to just write it all down. And then secondly, to go back over it and question our why. Here's some questions we could ask that story we're telling. First of all, is it really true? Second, 
Can I know with 100% absolute certainty that it is true? Third, what's the story if I turn it around? If I assume that it's not true, what could I become able to think, feel, and do if I turn it around? And lastly, what is the reality about this person or this scenario? If it's really the way they are, it's not about me at all. If I go through this process and I really think this about the thing that's upsetting me, it's going to slow me down enough to see it a little more objectively and kind of detach from those intense reactionary thoughts and feelings and feel some true feelings about it, which are maybe I'm sad that this person thinks it or I feel disappointed about it, but at least it's not going to be probably anger, which is going to cloud the whole scenario. Now, some of these questions I just shared with you, they came from a book called Accepting What Is or Loving What Is by um, Byron Katie. I highly recommend it. It's all about letting go of trying to control other people and the outcome and just really focusing on our own story. It's incredibly useful stuff. So the truth is most things with other people, especially when someone is correcting us, it's not about me at all. It's really about them and the way they see things. So what possibilities would allow me to approach this from my higher brain? How can I see that other person as a human being and stop reacting from my amygdala and letting it hijack my thinking? Well, there's really a lot of things that could happen. Um, First of all, I'd like to suggest that there are many ways to slow the story down and turn it around and really allow myself to go to a place where I can accept my role in a situation, listen to my own internal dialogue, recognize the language that is empowering or disempowering me in that situation, and purposely adopt some thinking that's going to help me. So in a place like that, I want to see just the facts. So in this scenario, here's what that would look like. I received a message that seemed inaccurate to me. I don't fully know or understand the person who sent it. So here are my thoughts about it. I'm enough. I don't need this person's approval. I don't know them very well. This might be their reality or just the way they are and the way they truly do see things. It's not about me. And then third, I ask myself, what is she asking from me here? Or what is she asking for? And I believe I came up with a really big list about the story that was being shared. And here's what I found. This person wants my acceptance to be as they are. They want my approval to feel as if they are enough. They want validation of how they see things. They want the freedom to be themselves, especially in the story that they're telling. They just want to be heard. They want to be seen as they do view themselves to have a relationship with me. They want to let go of this sense of internal conflict they're having, their tension, their drama, and the war that's within their heart. And they want to feel calm. They want a heart that is at peace. So I can either invite this person into the battle and make myself think I'm going to be right and resign myself to an endless war with somebody else because Correcting someone with whom I have no good relationship really simply can't help them. Or I can design my thoughts and feelings and actions to respond with my higher brain in a thoughtful way that actually invites them into a place of peace and open, authentic, fully present wholeness. So 
I'm going to go through those steps again because in the current climate we're experiencing in our country and in the world, it is especially helpful to take the time to slow down, question assumptions, and see other people in a new light. So step one is to look at the story that we're thinking and question our assumptions. Some of those questions might be, is it really true? And can I know with 100% certainty that it is true? Secondly, we can explore options. What's the story if I turn this around? What am I able to think, feel, and do when I do that? Thirdly, we can see the other person in new light. For example, what is the reality about this person in this scenario? If this is the way they are, it's not about me. What stories or inventions in my mind could allow me to see the other person as a true human being with depth and wholeness? How is this person experiencing me right now? And lastly, how do I want to show up? At first, this process takes 100% effort to use as a strategy. Thinking to slow down my thoughts and not react is hard. It takes time to step aside from fears about not being right or about being enough, but it can be a new habit that we create. So as a fallible human being, I'll have to accept that I cannot always be right, but that I am creative, resourceful, and whole. I am enough, and my experience right now is exactly what it's supposed to be. I can have a different experience in the future if I would like to, because there's enough to go around. And as I accept these things, I can let go more easily of reacting to other people. And remember that when it really seems to be all about me, the way another person comes at me is not really about me at all. My job is to present myself as the person I am, to be fully present, dimensional, with depth and a heart at peace, able to see other people, accept them, stop resisting them, and stop expecting from them, and instead love the other person freely. That's all I really ever wanted to do in the first place, and that's all that other person is ever really asking for. So throughout the coming week, I encourage you, don't be too hard on yourself, but do open yourself up to seeing others differently. It can remarkably change the way we think and feel and respond to given situations. It can also bring comfort and peace to our hearts as we simply strike out and work very diligently to truly see others as they are for the people that they can be and also for what they need and what they want most from us. I wish you all the best this week. Have courage and comfort and here's to being the best version of you. This has been a podcast called Mindset for Life by Bethany at drbcoach.com. To find me on the web, you can visit my blog or my website at www.drbcoach.com. That's D-R-B-C-O-A-C-H.com.